Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, a show where you come for your regular geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's our resident conspiracy theorist, Drake. <laughs> what? Okay. I'm just building a pot up. Okay. I mean, like, really? Like, you are. are you just going to believe everything you're told? <laughs> like, surely you have, like, like the scientific method. You've watched too much Joe the Rogan. The scientific I get it. method I get it. implies you question everything. Does that mean that you're going to start talking about the pyramids now and how they shouldn't exist? You've watched well, too much Joe Rogan. They should exist, but are we just sold on the fact that they were built by the Egyptians? Or maybe the rain deposit? No, go watch Joe Rogan if you want to. Hear I don't. About I don't stuff. care about it. It's actually quite interesting that episode. I have watched that. <laughs> He's one. done many episodes on them. Do you remember the one I sent you? But on they're like experts. Instagram? He brings actual proper experts in. Oh no, I get it. They're yeah. the interesting ones. We've yeah. had this conversation. Yeah. Go back to many of our episodes. I also just watched uh, Anthony Jessick, the guy that's just like Jessenick. Jessenick, comedian, right? Yeah, I watched an episode with him and and, and Joe Rogan. It's oh, really? quite funny. Yeah, it's older. But... He's super dry, right? Yeah, but he's kind of like. Just a homie, yeah. On the on the actual, like he's okay. just a normal dude. Like he, he's not like this dark baby killing joke <laughs> person in real life. <laughs> like that's just his comedy. Persona. Is that normal? You know what I mean? Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, what's what what's, what? What have you been up to? Ah, oh, you beat me. Uh, dude, just attracting you know more fans to the pod. Like last night when Ooh, my tell colleague, me. tell me, tell me, tell totally, me, grassroots. We going grassroots. Yeah, again? grassroots. My colleague totally introduced uh, my boss and my boss's boss and all the leaders basically at our oh, work dinner to the shit. fact that I had a podcast. So now you got me stressed. I'm like, is this <laughs> what have I been saying? Seventy-five <laughs> episodes. I never thought about <laughs> being appropriate, and all of a sudden I've got everybody listening. So think long term, uh, Dale. Yeah, you know. Uh, we got some new listeners, I'm you sure. You are the conspiracy theorist, so plug. maybe you can bring some of that into your day-to-day work life. I'm sure that they'll really appreciate that. I think that's a new bit. I think at the beginning, we're going to start calling you out for all, like something to do with the the plot of the whatever we're going to talk about that's like interwoven with your character. Or not. Just and, calling you out like you're my Thor. My existential uh, ex- conspiracy theories. I don't <laughs> yeah. actually know why you just coined me on that. I never bring these up. No, you don't. But I the, don't actually but believe today. The main topic okay. is a lot about conspiracy theories. Oh, that I know you. Like God, them. that was a ditzy moment. For you me. took a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a ditzy yeah, yeah, moment. Yeah, you did. I apologize. Well, How about I've you, been man? good too. Thanks for asking. I, you <laughs> don't let me get there. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're such a little twat. <laughs> no, man, I'm good. Thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, I'm never asking again. For anyone who's interested, there will be time codes in the description. But you can jump around. You can listen to his banter about Dre being a conspiracy theorist what we've been up to, a little bit of news, and then we jump into our main topic, which, I mean, I'm pretty excited to talk about this week. I don't know about you. I am. I'm really glad my boss now thinks I'm a conspiracy <laughs> theorist as well. Well, if you listen to the next one, you'll be something else. Yeah, so yeah, cool, this cool. is going to evolve as we go. Um, um, what have you been up to this week? I didn't, you know? dude, I watched, uh, you know, I after visiting the ruins of Pompeii, I thought, why not? Ooh. Go and just watch some really historically accurate filmmaking. Loki? With Pompeii, the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it good? It's not historically accurate. It's that not? A, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> In reality, they that were vaporized too. instantly because oh, yeah. of a hot gas you know, thing that was like not even visible and they just, their blood boiled. And they so died. is this a There was no romance. <laughs> no, this is the one with Kit Arrington. Oh, right. So you watched it. <laughs> I thought you caught me there. I thought you were. Oh, I thought you were with me. No, it took it's, took me a ditzy moment there. Yeah, no, it's like not at all this tragic love story. It's they just all died. Instantly. They just immediately. Yeah, no one really knew, and all of a sudden. Is that dead. the one where you go and see the uh, the remains, and there's just a dude who's just you know jerking it? 
didn't see that one. I'm pretty sure there's just one <laughs> remain of like I, a dude who's just like furiously I, like. I missed I missed that one. Uh, that was Kit Harrington. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah. I, I so good movie the, worth the, watching. The sexual part of that tour. <laughs> it was all about culture and you know ancient Roman ports and. Uh, no, bad movie. Bad um, movie. But peak Kit Harrington. I'll tell you that. He was never a bigger heartthrob than when he filmed this movie. I like Kit Harrington. I think he's great. I do too, but it was like peak. You know, he, it was like his heartthrob movie. Like, I know yeah. that this is not about my acting. So do you think This he, is about my muscles, got, my hair, yeah. and my Yeah, good okay. You know what I mean? Like, do you think he's more multidimensional than Game of Thrones paints him? Um, you know, I don't know that. I think he's definitely more multidimensional than his roles out after Game of Thrones have painted sure. him. Well, or the ones in between. Stuff. He has. I guess he's, I think he's funnier okay. than Game of Thrones paints him. Okay. And he's kind of tapped into that a bit in a couple things, but I think there's more to. I'll tell uh, you who I don't like Richard yeah. Madden. You don't like him? Outside of Game of Thrones. I think he's good. Can't quite get behind him. Like, bad in The Eternals. He did that the Bodyguard well, the show. The Eternals was like a, it's like they didn't give him much. Bodyguard everyone, was good. Everyone loved that Bodyguard show. And it was average. It was fine. I liked it. I don't know yeah. why. I definitely didn't I don't think. know why that went on for so long. I didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't think he was bad. If anything, it was just kind of like BBC soapy yeah, at but times. That's, everyone says it's like the best thing since sliced bread. And it's, it's just it bread. That. That was good. It was it's not I mean, quite sliced. It, it's definitely good for Netflix. It's what do you think they did with bread Netflix. before it got sliced? Do you think it was just like in a, loaves? Just the whole loaf, just they lopped just ripped down? it off, like just I like do. tore when it. I go to Italy. Do you think I just tore <laughs> no, bits just of bread off, dip it in the olive oil, and I just eat like three of them <laughs> all at once. And then you eat ten kilos loaf. heavier. I just had like a, a mental image of you in like a cartoon where they just push the whole loaf of bread into their mouth, yeah, bro. Burritos and bread. <laughs> the burrito uh, king is back. Uh, hey, I've been up to a cool thing this week. You might you like do? this. What you do? What you do? What One you do? of the many new Netflix series. It's a. Uh, I think it's a it's DC comic. Not a thing. I'm pretty, but... Yeah, it's not. Uh, I think it's a DC comic. It is called. You might have seen it. It's called Sandman. Now it's a show. I, I, Shaking my head, shaking you? my head that I have it on my list. It's on your list. Okay, yeah. so it's an 87% of Rotten Tomatoes. It is based on, well, I'm going to call it a seminal, pretty classic graphic novel from 89 to 93, which I actually wrote 1889 to 1993, which is a bit confusing. It's not. It's a long-running comic. <laughs> it was a long-running <laughs> Up there with Spider-Man and <laughs> Batman, the oh, greats. Oh, my days. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it was uh, not quite that long-running, but it was a, it, you know, I can say seminal comic. Um, it's it's really I like it. It's super fucking emo. Like you can tell it's of its time. Like you can t- like it. They've very clearly tried to keep it very similar to the mm. actual graphic novels themselves. Is his heart in Ohio? Uh no, not quite. Okay. But he's he's certainly got the fringe. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, he's just making sure. Nah, you know, not not quite. I've heard that that can be a problem. It's good. It's. Uh-huh. I wrote here, it feels like Twilight with a facelift, but I don't think that's right. Yuck. I watched, I'm just going to watch it now. No, I, <laughs> I, watched, I watched like three episodes last night and I was like, no, nah, this is actually getting juicy. I've heard it's better. Well, it sounds like really heady and like symbolist, like uh, like mythological oh, super and, heady, and yeah. like lots of symbols and allegory. Yeah. And well, the main He's like the personification of dreams. Isn't he, he is the master of dreams. So he controls the land of dreams whereby you go when you go to sleep. Nerd. Uh, well, yeah, but like he's, yeah, it's, it's so, I like it. It's fun. I, it sounds cool. He is, I'm also he is a, a bit of a nerd. I, I'm also a nerd. I would appreciate his. You're a geek. It was, yeah, it's, it's good. I'm enjoying it a lot. I think I'm six or seven episodes in now. 
but it's sort of like based around the other almost immortal beings like his siblings like there's death there's dreams there's uh i think it's passion something like that i think you'd really like it it's real fun um it's got it, it, it is a little bit like i say of its time i feel they haven't done a great job of updating some of the characters and their portrayals on screen mm. well mainly the main one the rest mm. are pretty good like Got it. like death for example is pretty fun uh that's a weird thing to say out loud the character who portrays <laughs> death is <laughs> it's pretty fun love me some death it's good you, you like it i think you should give it a go what else have you been up to i i watched i continue to watch deadwood i continue to be impressed with ian mcshane's freaking phenomenal acting and i great and i just wonder what else he's in super underutilized in game of thrones well yeah he was he was there for an episode did you see he described it as the isn't that the show where they fuck dragons or <laughs> they fuck <laughs> something dragons. like that did you did you see i was like man this guy doesn't care he's not a he's a oh, what's it called did you see american gods ever no but you did tell me to watch that the first season amazon watched. right first season watch second season's not bad i don't think i've seen the third season but it got cancelled so it can't be that good. I can't really start season. something that's been canceled. There's too no, many things going on. First season's good, though. But I guess my point is, what is uh, what else is he in? Is he in that? Is that what yeah, you brought he's it up? Gods. Yeah, he's like the second main character. Surely there's like but, other things. He's such a good actor. You, oh, he kind of feels like the guy that would be in a bunch of stuff. I feel like he's a BBC guy. One of those who's yeah. like around British TV for a long time. Quite thespian. Quite, quite a quite a thespian. He does he does well. Uh, no, that, that's pretty much all I've done. I didn't I didn't do much watching this week beyond the main topic. Of, we watched a couple of movies. I'll give you a couple of things we watched. Uh, it was so after we recorded our last podcast, yes. it was mine and then the girlfriend's uh, Novito weekends. So we managed to somehow get them in very close together. We watched her. Uh, do you want hers or mine first? Which do you well, prefer? Uh, I guess hers. You want to go for hers? It's more interesting. Not Give terrible. Me the first. It was all right. We watched uh, the first Top Gun, 1987. I think. Oh, uh, yeah. It yeah. was good. Like, I enjoyed it. Didn't realize how less attractive Tom Cruise was back then. He's like full unibrow. He's a bit like dorky looking. Like, it's it's really interesting. He's really young in that. He is super I young. think he's just like, you know, when you're, you're, you could still be good looking, but like too young for your looks. Oh, like, maybe, yeah. I don't know what I mean. I know what you mean, though. It's almost like he hasn't grown into his jawline yet. Yes. His face doesn't he, make... He does have, like, too like charisma. It's too, like, jagged. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And he's or, so small. He's like an Easter Island head. Yeah. I mean, he looked... Like, he's the same in The Outsiders. He's super young in that. I've never seen that. And, uh, yeah. He, well, that was that was fun. I'll tell you what... a good book as well. One thing I'd, I'd completely forgotten about that is, and the new movie that we, we talked about, uh, plug for our pod on Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. is the banter between Goose and Maverick is absolute fire they're just constantly nattering away with it it's like you don't get it that much in films i don't think like they're just constantly back and forth and like with people it's like entourage around. that's way better than entourage entourage had great banter mm. it does it? it's it all does. stoner banter no mm-hmm. only turtle yeah all of them it's all stoner I, banter. That's I, probably I, why I, you I take offense to that probably why you enjoyed it it's all bro chat it is a bit of bro chat but like so is like the Top Gun pilots are bro chatting yeah, out too. They it's, literally it's play making fun of everyone else. Oh, it's good, man. And anyway, the, literally the entourage. Oh, I hate that. Guess, the, the, I was going to say, guess what the thing I watched was, yeah. but in the ple- the, the like <laughs> the plethora of movies of cross time, are you really going to guess what, what my choice was? I chose to watch again uh, another quite seminal movie. It was Escape from New York from 1981 mm. with Kurt Russell. It was directed by John Carpenter, That's who like famous. did the thing. Really well known, yeah. really well respected. 
I think we should do a pod on it at some point because it's one of those 80s movies. And I want to know if you think it holds up as a movie or it's just... You think it holds up as a good movie or it's just a good 80s movie? There's literally like yet to be an 80s movie you've made me watch where I was like, it holds up. So (laughs) I've only made you watch Foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) This is really Uh, well Other than like The Thing. I like the storyline for it. It was a lot of... It was real interesting. And the characterization done by Kurt Russell was just phenomenal. He's a good actor. Yeah, he is. Overall, though, very 80s. Like, yeah. very, very, very 80s. Anything else? Any last bits you've watched? Dude, honestly, I'm trying to... I'm, I'm scraping at straws for you here. I I did... I, I should have saved some from last week. You should have. You, so you told me everything the last week. We spent like 15 we can minutes talk, yeah, talking we, about we it. We can talk about Umbrella Academy again. I, I, have you, you haven't watched any more of it, right? Nah, we'll okay. come back to that. Let's talk. Um, we might even do an episode at some point. In fact, yeah. that's too hard. We'll just talk about it. Yeah. Anyway, look what we do now is when we've run out of things to talk about, yeah. we talk a little bit about the news in our hemispheres, what we've what we've seen, uh, what we think might be interesting to each other. And this week, DL, I've brought you a few pieces and you can tell me where you want to start. So if we have a little bit of MCU news, something, some potential. Is there ever a day where the MCU just is silent? No, but I like to bring it just to keep it, <laughs> keep, keep it relevant. Uh, potential, potential, potential renewals of various properties uh there's some idris elba news there is some video game news two piece of video game news actually you tell me where you'd like to start i think i know the idris elba news so i'm gonna guess go he wants to see the story of how uh blood what's his name blood spot took on yeah. spider-man yeah. yeah took or took on superman superman yeah did i say spider-man. spider-man that's the wrong man yeah how he shot him or <laughs> maybe he did shoot spider-man yeah. <laughs> maybe they crossed universes which i i did see that and i was like yeah that'd be an interesting story but i, I read it as like he wants to t- he wants to hear the story but i didn't know if that meant like he wanted to literally like film the story or he i just think just wanted to have him tell it <laughs> that they'd, he'd like it told yeah. which i think would be interesting yeah. like he's just like it's the whole batman versus superman thing again it's like how do you how does he make any headway against this immortal not really immortal but this like significantly more powerful being yeah i wonder how they do that i kind of feel like it needs to be a punchline as opposed to like a yeah, whole movie yeah. about him hunting you know what i mean if it was like james um, gunn you reckon yeah. it would be i'd think that it'd Bring james to gunn be, back that it that. would have to be it's all he ever does is it's like a big punchline well he's given up on the well he's given up he's walking away from the guardians of the galaxy now he's done his trilogy he's happy do you wonder if he'll start doing some more weird stuff again what was he doing before he's doing weird like almost horror movies grindhouse movies maybe there's a market for that man i think there is i think really a good horror movie he's he's big now i hope he doesn't go the taika watiti route and get a bit big for his boots and just like i feel like the whole you know when he kind of got kicked out of marvel for having those tweets a few years ago Mm. i feel that kind of put him in his place a little bit showing him that he wasn't untouchable and i think he's just did it because they learned from because he's like the only one that's come back from that Ever. Ever, I know. So I don't know if it did. I know. <laughs> I think he's probably like, I'm actually a god. Um, no, that's... that's I'd cool. like to see that movie. It'd be cool to watch. I, what's, the, uh, what's the other one for Marvel? You want the Marvel news first. Yeah. All right, so rumors abound. Rumors ahoy, DL. Ahoy. Ahoy? Ahoy, hoy. You need to stop right now. No, it's a new catchphrase. You, for need, you. To, you need to just <laughs> take that one out of the vocab. Potential returning properties. So this this last week... There were two sort of semi-leaks drops. So Patton Oswald, who was in the... You know Patton Oswald? Do you know who he is? He's, that act? He's in a bunch of stuff. He was in the end yeah. of the Eternals. He was basically the uh, post credit scene. 
Now, he kind of semi-accidentally announced that the Eternals 2 had been greenlit and was in the works with uh, Chloe Zhao again. So that could be interesting. They did say there's going to be some... They did trademark a celestial movie title for like later phases. So mm. who knows? Maybe they're it's changing the It's kind of a shocking to have her direct again. I don't know. I don't think it's shocking. She's a good director. Yeah, but that was a bad movie. It was a bad movie. But was that all her? But like, I'm just... Mm. I'm surprised that she's doing it. I think and I remember talking about the Eternals. And I think I remember saying that I really enjoyed it at the time. Well, <laughs> so we I got, can't. I'm like, we've got the audit trail. We do. I, as I my boss pointed out, wow, you've been doing this for 75 episodes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, actually. I was like, that's a lot of material. That's a lot. That's a lot of, lot of material <laughs> yeah. for your boss to bring around to you. <laughs> but uh, I've got a lot of outtakes as well. We I can, can just start sliding them in. Yeah, please do. Just, like, <laughs> like, what is it when they. When like the old records, you play them backwards. They'd be like, "Oh uh, yeah, amazing!" Yeah, get some of like that the in there. Devil worship yeah, stuff yeah. in there as well. Yeah, that'll, the, be, that'll be you. I just tell subliminal messaging. Just is put the it phrase. on like not point two five percent speed, and it'll be like Dre hates his boss. <laughs> Stop it now. <laughs> Inception. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Dre doesn't hate. His what boss. were we talking? Yeah, disclaimer. Uh, what were we talking about? Just now? oh, so the other the other piece of MCD news is that. So we had an odd, odd, bizarre social media post this week from director Mohamed Diab and Oscar Isaac. Now, they were apparently in Cairo together. Now, what do we know with Oscar Isaac in the MCU that happened in Cairo? Moon Knight. And there's a lot of swirling rumors that they're already there, either directing or getting in character for season two. That was supposed to be one and done, right? That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down for season two. Best thing that's one of the best things that's come out in a while. Certainly up for, there. For them, yeah. For, for, that, up there. for that cinematic. I mean, I don't see that. I, yeah. I, think, I think there could be a crossover upcoming, like you say. The, there's a Midnight Suns video game that's coming out, and I could imagine that happening in the MCU. With It's sort of like the darker side, so like Magic-y, so like your Doctor Strangers, your Moon Knights, uh, your Ghost Riders, those sort of characters. Well, they're kind of, all the new ones are... In, in that vein and you could even chuck in that kit harrington who you're just talking about yeah it's all in that that's my point it's all very, it's all like, very dark mythological and mystical. And, yeah. that'd be cool i'd like to see that yeah i'm still i'm still do you think that they just paid zao a lot for the eternals is that just what it is she probably got paid a decent amount is that why she's doing it because like she has so much artistic integrity to be like hampered by such oh so much integrity she does though her other movies are very like character like minimalist i reckon she wanted to try a try a hand at something different yeah but it like failed terribly yeah maybe she wants to write the record all right record scratch i just don't know if she's got it in her all right do you have any news i do have a bit of news do you hear batgirl's got beef batgirl has got beef talk to me um apparently they canceled batgirl they which did shocker we didn't talk about this a little while ago <laughs> they, shocker right they like, made it an uh, hbo like direct streaming and then they've just canceled it like with a, a bunch of other stuff they didn't even put it on the streaming and that's what i'm saying yeah yeah so it's a finished movie it's in the back apparently i'm sure there's some some touch-ups yeah they'll be yeah. they'll still be finishing cgi but like uh, why that's an expensive movie because well the real reason i think is like a tax thing it's like if they don't release it they can claim it as a loss oh interesting but this is this is what why it helps to have a proper nerd on the program (laughs) not just a geek you mean an intelligent no finance nerd yeah uh none of these things matter to an imbecile like wb discovery ceo david zaslav oh yeah the uh 
actress said. Well, we we, we his did cowardice talk. is breathtaking. Yeah. I am glad I got to participate, and I wish the best to all those involved, except the suits at Warner Brothers, because they all get replaced sooner or later. Those are fighting words, bro. Fun. Those are like burning bridges. I don't think I've ever said something that ruthless to anyone. I think you might have done. In the career. In, 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 <laughs> in, in a career in, sense. In like the career sense. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, like you, you like it's a small world, you know, like there's not that many. Yeah, shit comes world. around as well. There's not that many studios. What goes around comes around. As oh yeah, v- and they're getting smaller by the day. As Vinny learned in Aquaman 2. He did. Yeah. Um, Wait, is that from an Entourage reference again? <laughs> oh my God. I'm just going to force this on you. Yeah, please. Um, no, I liked Entourage to begin with. I don't anymore. That's interesting because last week, if you remember, we talked about DC Warner Bro- Warner Brothers having a plan for DC to let's say pull back on some of their projects, aka cancel a bunch. Yes. And then move forward with this ten year plan that's going to be not dissimilar to how Marvel do things. And that's really interesting as well. That that's one of the first casualties. Yeah. No. It it, it feels like it's not all that surprising to me. I mean, I don't know much about the movies, personally. Like I've seen but stills. Batgirl. I didn't even know she was a thing. Oh yeah, she's a thing. Okay, she'd be know. around. I'm not trying to be like. I just didn't even see like a cartoon. She'd be around. She'd, she'd be there. She'd be around. Do you want? Do you want to hear some uh, video game news, dear? Yeah, please, please give it to me. Which one do you want first? I don't know, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> the second one. Okay, the second one. Good. Well, sad news then. Hogwarts A Legacy, did you hear this week, has apparently been pushed until beginning of next year. So it's now, it's been moved from around a November release date to February 23. Honestly, good. I want which it to is be, sad. I want it to be good. I want, I want it to be, it to good be too. really good. I want it to be ready. I'm, I'm down. I would rather have had it for Christmas. Like, it was supposed to be a holiday. Yeah, but like, if it means the game is like, good. It looks yeah. pretty dope, man. Like, I'm excited. I was writing a list of games that I kind of want to play over the next few months the other day. And there's some sick games coming out. Did you know that? <laughs> what are they? Keep telling me. I can't remember. Keep talking. I need to find my list. Video games. Here you go. So these are all classic me, like RPGs, right? Yeah. So there is one called Lost Soul Aside, which you may or may not have heard of. I'm pumped for that one. So that's a proper Final Fantasy style RPG, saying it again. Uh, but it was originally started by, back in 20, I think, 16 by a single developer on his own and the graphics are so unbelievable it got picked up by sony sony pumped like a bunch of money into it mm-hmm. and since then it's become a much bigger production the the game design's blown blown out so it's a much bigger game that's one to keep your eye on there's one coming out soon called forspoken which again i feel like i have heard of that one you will have done i've probably talked about it before it looks like a fun rpg and gotham knights you know the uh, you know that four, one. four player that's the wrong way of looking at it. the the batman you the, the game set in the Batman universe where you can play as all of the different Robin slash Batgirl types. Batgirl's in that game. We've talked about this. I know, but that was again the first time that I knew. Remember hearing a, about a it. Batgirl. All right, final bit of news. Then. Actually, that's not true. Plug to our episode where Batgirl's a thing in the George Clooney's Batman. She is. And We've it's talked about that. And it's kind of weird though. Wait, is that a, is that one of our bonus episodes? For, it might be for the homies only. Where the where can they find them? I think they might be on YouTube now. They haven't actually moved to YouTube yeah, well, yet. They eventually will. you can find them they'll, on YouTube. They'll move soon. They will move yeah. soon enough. Look, final bit of news before we move on then. We've been rambling for too long. All right. There are apparently, according to rumors, is an Iron Man game in the works over at EA. Now, I don't know if you've 
ever played any game like Destiny or any of those types of games where you sort of like flying your jetpacks on and you like around. It's easy to do. Around. That's that's an adjective, right? That's a verb. Bun- that's a bungee game. Yes. Destiny. No, I never played it, but it looked cool. Look, plenty of games have proved this can be done. Not the Marvel Avengers game. But plenty of other games have proved you can do an Iron Man game well. And if you just have a good story behind it as well, this could be awesome. Yeah. It's a shame it's EA. If they pushed it to maybe... Who are the guys who are in the Spider-Man games? Square Enix? No. no uh, Insomniac? Insomniac. Maybe yeah. give it to Insomniac. Although they are making a Wolverine game. I don't know. But yeah, EA sucks. So you're, you're, you're spot on there. It is a shame. EA does. They, they, it's like, going to be filled with microtransactions. Do you want to shoot your phaser? Yeah. Pay us $10. It's also just like qu- not quality no. uh, games. Look, if you guys have heard any cool news this week, hit us up at Podcast Assemble or thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know. Tag us. Hit us up. We love it when you do. We'd love to bring news from listeners of the pod to the show. That's true. I did have a bit of random news to close it out, even yeah. though you just did that whole spiel. Did you see that there was a 656 feet from top to bottom sinkhole that opened up randomly in Chile? You yes. go look at a picture of it. It's perfectly circular. Very much like outer range. I never watched plug it to, yet. Plug to our... Actually, we didn't do a podcast. No, on we it. Plug to me talking You've about You've talked it. about it like twice. It's a very good show. Another... Another... But now let me let me soiree into the connection. Another Western sci-fi, which I think if we talk about our main topic, could be described as that. Would you agree with that? I'm going to go with it's tenuous, but okay, let's do it. Tenuous at best? <laughs> yeah, at best. No, I think it is. It's a Western sci-fi thriller. We are... I'm going to introduce the main topic today yeah well do you want to do you want to preface the main topic dl nope <laughs> <laughs> simple yet effective yes it is. i appreciate that it a lot up. but do you actually want to nope i don't okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right well we are talking about the 2022 new movie nope by jordan peele we will be doing non-spoilers and spoilers i always get it the wrong way around and what we do is we like to do a stupid plot summary what that means is we learned very, very early on that we are bad at condensing movies and, well, more TV shows than movies down to their bare essentials. So what we try and do is do it in the most stupid way possible. DL, do you have a stupid plot summary? I do. It's a bit lazy. Ah. Um, but my dumb summary is Jordan Peele in his third effort, uh, third filmmaking effort. Thanks. I appreciate Goes that. three sheets to the wind in <laughs> his first ever big budget sci-fi. All right, all right. That's you know, it's not up to your normal standards. I'm a little bit disappointed. Yeah, it's, it's it's a little bit too a normal. Bit yeah, it's, yeah. It's but it's almost like an actual plot the, summary. But the three <laughs> sheets to the wind. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, there's that's something there. Close to spoilers. You tried. Yeah, there's something there. It's more like twelve sheets to the wind. But all right, whatever. Oh yeah. All right. Third effort, three sheets. I don't Here know. you go. Yeah. A family business is terrorized by an unthinking, unfeeling menace. And no, I am not talking about Ezra Miller. The first ever thriller to contain believable characters as human and break the trope, the black dude dies first. I guess that is fair. (laughs) Minus the fact that there's never been human characters in a thriller before. What do you mean? There's plenty of thriller. Oh, I mean, believable as human. They're like, you ever watch a thriller? They're always like, why don't I just go outside? You're, even mi- you're I'm mistaking about to thriller die. for horror. Yeah, I mean, anyway. they cross over pretty heavily. All right. Um, yeah, those... Do you want to guess for me then the IMDb score for this at present? Uh, seven, six. Ooh, so close. It's seven, four. Okay. What about the Rotten Tomatoes? That'd be higher. Be like 82. 
Bang on the money! Yes. Bang, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> we got a winner. You love it too, as well. Uh, I, I always you love I mean, it too. A blind squirrel finds a nut. Yeah, it's so fun. You know, well, you have to get one. Just always. If I keep going, eighty-two eventually. All right. What about the Metacritic score? Um, sixty-nine. Oh, not bad. Not the golden hour this week. It is seventy-seven. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought. Bloody good Scott, especially for Metacritic. Yeah. Jeez, I'm surprised. They love him. I mean, like, the critics do love him. I think this yeah. is uh, a good movie, but doesn't. it's not as good as Get Out. Just well, just interesting a, you yeah. say that. Jordan Peele, of course, did Get Out. He did Us. Have you seen yeah. Us? I did, and I enjoyed it, but also I think this might be better than that. Okay, I haven't seen Us, but yeah. I hear it's good. People love that one. I just didn't like it as much. Okay. Yeah. Well, this stars uh, regular collaborator Daniel Kaluuya. Um, it has Kiki Palmer. It has Brendan Pereira, who I really like in this. Yeah, you can say Angel his name. Torres. Well, <laughs> Pereira. Um, it's got Michael Winkert, who plays that director dude. It's got Stephen Yeun, uh, and it has Keith David. Now, I'm going to spoil a little bit of my later on conversation here, but he himself, did you notice this, is the voice of the president in Rick and Morty. Did you notice that? Keith David is? Me... Yeah, so that's their dad. That's, oh, uh, yes. yes, yes I, did, I didn't notice that, but now that you say it, I know it. Yeah, so. immediately. The, the second his voice yeah. came out, I was like, oh, my God. I'm and to be honest, like, if out you asked me to like think about who his voice was, if you if I was just watching Rick and yeah. Morty, I would have been able to figure it out. I wouldn't have said his name, but I'd be like, oh, I know exactly the guy's face. I, that guy. Exactly. Everything, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It is. It absolutely is. Well, what we like to do now is before we jump into discussing the movies, we like to talk a little bit about goofy imdb pictures now what this is is sometimes when we're flicking through imdb we see pictures and say you should have a fucking publicist you should be better than this why is this your imdb picture it's a shocking choice there are some bad bad choices now our current mvp as of last week just won one is the one and only channing tatum who is uncredited passenger on train from the movie bullet train yeah and do you want to re, re uh, explain that image super quick i mean he's just he looks like he's on something it's a really awkward image and he's also like squinting and he's kind of halfway through an interview yeah he's you know when like you stop on a frame <laughs> yeah like you pause a, a video and yeah. like you just catch someone in a tough spot <laughs> that's what this picture is it's real him. not good he needs a he needs his pr agent to jump yeah. in here now, today's challenger, coming in as Flynn Backman. This is Oz Perkins, the opponent. Do you want to explain Flynn this, this IMDb picture? It's real goofy this week. Um, It's a selfie. Yeah, it is. And the guy's definitely got an interesting mustache. Oh, it's not a good mustache. And it looks like he's in a garage with his thumb just up. I think he's I mean, just it's not gone... like that funny. It's just kind of a weird thing. To, it's like something I would send my mate being like, yep, I, I'm, I'm getting the beer. It looks like he's going to, he's, he's at brunch and he's waiting for his mates to arrive. And yeah, he's and like, he's like, sitting here waiting. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's just a weird, yeah. But like, he's literally, it looks like he's in a garage because it's like a garage door over him. It's a weird image, isn't it? To have your IMDb picture. Yeah, I guess like some people, you know, maybe they don't know. This makes me think they don't know. Maybe they don't. Yeah. I could imagine because Channing Tatum. This is Tatum so not random. Knowing. Maybe someone just Googled his name and was like, well, this is the only one we got. Look, I could the imagine Channing Tatum not us. knowing, but this guy, surely, like, he's not credited highly enough in this movie to have a, he yeah. should have a proper picture. Nah, yeah, fair enough. All right. So, what we do now is you're going to tell me which do you think is better? Which do you think is goofier? 
Um, I still think, I think that they're both pretty weak compared to some of our historical ones, to be honest. It's very true. You did um, choose Channing Tatum. I did. I did because of the, the audacity of being that famous and having that picture. <laughs> but that's fair. Um, I think, uh, I think I'm going to keep Channing. Keep Channing on the go. Yeah, all right. All right. So. All right. I like that. That's yeah. a good shout. Excellent. Well, he can be our MVP for the next week. We will also yeah. put it on social media. I think we've forgotten the last couple of weeks. We will put it on social media so you guys can uh, poll. vote for us and tell Do us what you bracket. think is the goofier of the IMDb pictures. Yeah. Talking about this movie, DL. Uh, I mean, like it's uh, it's uh, it was there was a lot of uh, I guess speculation upon like the the first couple trailers or the first trailer really or the first image Mm -hmm. about what it was going to be about and a lot of people speculated oh it's gonna i I don't think it's a spoiler to say that it's supernatural not supernatural uh well we've already kind of said it right the sci-fi stuff right so it's not a spoiler to say it's it's a sci-fi and that there's you know kind of an alien involved and uh it's in the trailers and so you know alien in the trailers it is at a at a point. Yeah. It shows a UFO. So like at, at first there was a bunch of speculation on what it would be, and then the second trailer came came out, and you, you saw a bit of it. So really, it's it's what I would call a sci fi thriller western. Um, after their family's patriarch, uh, after their family patriarch's unexpected and inexplicable death. Yes. Uh, basically, we follow OJ and Emerald Hayward. Our brother multi president dies. Yes, he does. Um, in a, in an odd way. Yes. Uh, as these brother and sister, this brother and sister attempt to save the family's struggling horse Hollywood training business, kinda all the it's while, a ranch. yeah, and all the while it's a they ranch. they investigate phenomenon, mysterious phenomenon on their inherited ranch. Yeah, uh, I think that's a pretty yeah, just it's non-spoiler. Kind of, yeah, it's like a it's like a good odd couple movie where they've got a kind of learn to work and live together as brother and sister right and look out for each other yeah yeah i I like it the unusual occurrences that start happening around them they sort of like escalate as the movie goes on and they start with this the death of uh like you say otis senior by like a seemingly random falling object what was it's like a coin yeah it was like a nickel yeah it's key super interesting um Um, look i'm gonna be which is an increase it's a really interesting actually not how the film starts that's like the second scene. Oh, what's the first the scene? The film starts oh, with yeah. the ape. The chimpanzee. The chimpanzee. Sorry, the chimpanzee on a set with no context. You just see like half a body kind of blood. The, the tension this builds, by the way, is, is real. Like it starts with this like bloody body on a set of like an old sitcom where you can obviously see a chimpanzee's gone yes. crazy and killed a bunch of people on the set. Random and subplot hear, that's come and, and there you, for some reason, and you hear someone breathing heavily, so you know, like mm. kind of like scared, like they're obviously hiding. Um, now we're going to touch about touch on that a little bit more as we go through, but that for me, that entire subplot was really just so out there, and it seems so tangential and just non-related to the broader story. Like I had to watch like three YouTube videos to be like, oh yeah, I get why that's important, why that was interesting and important. It didn't. I think to your average jump view- out at you now. To your average yeah. viewer, it's interesting, but it doesn't help the story. It's just a. I think it's a sign of a broader issue with this film, where like that subplot didn't really tie into the character development of the two main characters you spend the most time with. Sure, and it's such a deliberate thing yeah, inserted yeah, that is. you would think it would tie into kind of a, a message that 
that related to their arc. Yeah, and it which it didn't really. It yeah. only kind of related to like a side character's arc and yeah, and some of the major themes. But yeah, hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna dive yeah. more into that. The, let's yeah. talk about a few bits of this movie then. So like, for I sure. the first note I wrote for this, and actually one of the things I said to you as we left cinema was, I feel like this is the modern era's version of Jaws. Like, and I can't think of higher praise. It was a great, yeah, it's a great way to put it as well. It's pretty accurate. Masterclass in tension building. Like, it's great. It's phenomenal. It's, it's like, it's methodical, sometimes to its detriment a little bit. Uh, But like, it is, it's it's slow at times, but it really sort of captures that life on a ranch sort of, yeah, Western. Really a well. Western. Yeah, it's good. In sci-fi. It's super That's a thriller. Ah! It's your like ideal movie. No, it's it's real good. It I, starts slow. Yeah. But yeah, you, no, I, I, I really like it. I, I it was an enjoyable movie through and through. It was it was like long, but not too long. Yeah. Like, like the like the the thriller sort of mystery elements unfold in a satisfying way, I'd yes. say. Yeah. Like it, it's <laughs> developed slowly but in, intently. Yes. Intentionally. It is it is developed slowly. And I kind of felt like I'll, I'll save that for some of my, the three best, three worst section that we yeah. were known for. But overall, like most of the nitpicking I would do, it's like overall, it's a really good movie. Yeah. And it just like goes to show, like we judge like really like directors like him. He's just, it's unfair because like every one of his movies that I've watched oh, yeah. are infinitely better than are shit like they're watch. really, really good. And yeah. like, if it was just in isolation, I'd be like, whoa, that's a weird movie. <laughs> you know, like that's a really good movie but yeah. because I'm ca- comparing it to like, the last one and like his la- his prior work, he, he kind of gets a bad rap. He gets a, he has a tough time there. Yeah, his Get fun. Out was so good. Oh, so good, amazing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he he's got that thing that the MCU now suffers from, which is the the height of expectation. Maybe not MCU. Maybe that's a bad reference point. Maybe someone like um, Shyamalan. Shyamalan's first movie was so fucking good. Everyone's like, Shyamalan's a great comparison. He is, and I but I I I think. And it's a similar style thing. I it's kind of like a, a, yeah. a, a horror twist move. Yeah, like, there's I, a big twist. I think yeah. Jordan Peele's c- captured that lightning in a bottle, that magic, significantly better than Shaman ever did. Like he did like two good movies, maybe, and then it all just went to shit. It was like what I also are we think Jordan Peele's got more things to say. Yeah, in absolutely. That are oh, like absolutely. that are like like subtly done and well done. Yeah, and the diversity yeah. in his movies is, is just phenomenal. Like I love, yeah. I love what he's doing. He, I, I saw a quote by him saying something along the lines of, "Like he doesn't cast white actors because he doesn't have the same things to s- effectively." Like I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but like hmm. the things he's saying, that's not their culture; it's his type thing. I'm like, I, I find that really interesting. Yeah, I found it interesting that like not only does he not cast like white actors, like he's giving, and this is just obviously, I, I imagine it's part of his modus operandi, like. Like he is trying to get more people, yeah, absolutely, of color, more expert, which is totally awesome. Good. Um, it's it's interesting that the statements within statements within statements. We're incepting statements over. Here. Yeah. So the story of this movie, effectively, as as DL mentioned, revolves around OJ Haywood, the junior. It's junior. Um, oh, yes, basically it's trying to keep the family business alive. He's a bit of an introvert, right? He doesn't really like attention. He kind of, I kind of feel like he just enjoyed being with the horses more than he did with people. And then it's yeah. his sister kind of comes into his life a little bit more. And then this plot starts to evolve around uh, what, how their father died and them not understanding it and whether there was foul play involved. And, just, and they don't really, yeah, he never really believed that like what he, they, they, yeah. they said that like basically that someone threw something out of an airplane. And that, yeah, it was like an airplane like shooting out shit or something. Yeah. And it was like 
sure. He doesn't believe it. Sister gets involved. Sister's the polar opposite. She's like big energy. She's always late. Yeah. You know, she's real. She's like, not committed to the business at all. Not at all. It's kind of a side thing for her. Yeah. yeah. And it's a really interesting dynamic between the two of them, how they work. And it shouldn't work in many ways. Like I know it's the odd, the odd couple thing, but like he is introverted to the point of almost like not wanting to speak to people. He kind of grunts his way through the movie almost. Yeah. Well, the juxtaposition of that is like a good, really fun. A good dynamic. Yeah. yeah. But then I, I, I like the surrounding characters. We're kind of moving into um, performances here. But I do. I think uh, I think Angel, um, I sort of mentioned before, Brandon Pereira's character. I think he's great. Like you kind of think he's going to be this sort of comedic value kind of side character who's nothing more than just the odd laughter in there but like he really develops as the movie goes on i really like it he adds a bit of value for sure yeah i and it's hard to like talk about like a, a jordan peele movie without like talking about the tones and themes earlier but i was curious if he was gonna make like a statement about this guy okay like because he was like uh you know his first introduction is like oh yeah i was dating this like model and oh and, really and she's like oh you yeah. just got a sick on about like, he was like bro broken hearted but it didn't. At the end of the day, it didn't feel like he was. Like he just. He was just kind of like he was a little bit of an ode to L.A. and just the odd jobs and the odd, like. It, that's what it felt like. Okay. Um. And his character kind of ha- became his own thing. It wasn't this like motif for some theme. Yeah, about I Hollywood. Thought that, I thought that's what that I expected too, yeah. it was go- gonna do. Well, I thought he was just gonna be like the you know, the comedic value, like the yeah. side character who just makes cracks jokes. I think he did to a degree, and I think they reeled it back in. It's sort of like. Uh, th- there was like a cross section of like he started off jokey and as the movie got more serious he slowed down his jokes where he's like if you're watching 99 percent of movies now out there that all try and do the same thing pick a ryan reynolds movie they just those quips just keep coming whereas yeah, he no. gets more serious as the movie goes and i i really like that really well, well and, and he was a good like i guess he was a really good way to explore the idea of like spectacle which sure. we'll talk about like the the movies there's a lot it has a lot to say about spectacle i think yes and, and we'll get into and that he, and he touches he, his character was like kind of the first element of that i think that it introduces yeah i agree yeah. do you want to then let, let's just dive a bit more into performances what did you think of and i want to ask this specifically the the dupe character stephen young's character i liked him a lot did you i did and i think I, what I didn't like, and we'll talk about it more, is like how how what it seemed like the Jordan Peele was trying to say about him and Hollywood and 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 mm-hmm. maybe not Hollywood mm-hmm. but like humanity mm-hmm. didn't really apply to the main plot. All like like well yeah. well it did, but it was like kind of like confined to him, as I talked about earlier. It's interesting, and I didn't I don't think I realized this at the time while I was watching it, but his character. So you know, all right. So one thing that's happening throughout the movie is that. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character, OJ. Let's just talk about that for a minute. The, the Calling him OJ. That's an interesting character choice. It is. Um, realizes, like, especially someone who's like a black filmmaker. You precisely. know, like you know what that's going to precisely. do. Like, that, that must have been intentional. Yeah, it must have been. There's, there'll be yeah. a reason. Yeah. He realizes that there is a cloud which doesn't move, just sat on top of his land. And there's this sort of subtle uh, plot, sort of through line around uh dupe's character wanting to purchase the ranch off him and it's Mm. sort of brought up and it's fallen away and i didn't realize this but there are bits in the movie when they see lights out on the ranch like just just off the ranch in the distance yeah and it appears that that must have been dupe's character like 
messing or, or trying to, you know, or just interact. Yeah. yeah. Interact with this, uh, going to call it an alien? Is it an alien? This entity. Extraterrestrial. I think it is, it is fair to call it this like an entity. alien. Yeah. So there's this subplot of him sat in the distance watching the farm and watching yeah. this, this non-moving cloud throughout. And kind of the point of that is his character feels like it's that uh, encroaching uh, westernization of everything, uh, gentrification of everything. And, you know, the almost that the old West being taken over by, you know, yeah. the future. And it's, and it is this, he is just trying to get closer to whatever this cloud is in the background. And it's mm. like, I found it really interesting and I didn't realize that at the time. So I, I, think I didn't catch that at all. I think but... he's there more than you realize he is. Oh, for sure. For sure. No, and I, I like his whole arc. Yeah. Okay. I just thought, we'll talk about it in a bit but i really liked his i liked his character i liked that guy as an actor okay um he was fun i yeah. think yeah it, it was good i think some of like some of the plot beats he was into like that one where it's sort of this abstract you don't realize it's him but it's clearly him encroaching on on the story and trying to force his way in really like that really subtly done but then kind of messed with the pacing a little bit some of the other elements of his of his personality we talked about the chimpanzee story i forgot the name of the chimp now yeah. but do you want to do you want to frame that kind of story a bit more like around the chimpanzee so we yeah so we get the the still open with like the chimpanzee yeah. like be, like kind of like in this bloody scene that i described before and i don't know midway through the movie we meet jupe or like maybe hour in and yes we get the backstory that he was like like a child star and involved with this, you know, sitcom that blew up partially because this chimpanzee yep. goes crazy on set and kills a bunch of people. And so he's like basically making a bunch of money off this spectacle. Yes. That happened. Trying that, that's, to. That's, you know, a tragedy, but was a spectacle because a bunch of people died and yeah. like some of them were like brutally disfigured. And to the point where he's got like this secret compartment, right? And, oh, in his and office. He, in yeah. his office. And he, and he totally like Hollywood brags about how there was this like, Danish couple that like just paid him 50k to like yeah. sleep in there or something like just very very weird Hollywood thing so you can sell, tell he's kind of being set up to be this like he's kind of the bad guy in a weird way yeah I think I think he's just being set up to be this representation of like kind of what's bad in Hollywood yeah okay sure um or what's bad what's maybe bad in humans I don't know yeah, that, that yeah, this is part of that yeah and so we we eventually see that he was the kid actor the one that that voice that, that that's like kind of heavy breathing in yeah. the still we see that it's actually him and he's um a let's, kid let's, let's stop there okay it's sort of like it what it's trying to do is it's trying to build this sort of like parallel story to help you understand his motives yeah and, and, and who he, he is and it, yeah. exactly yeah and i think like anymore we're gonna go into spoiler territory there dl but are we a little bit but um mm -hmm. i yeah and i i I liked that, and I think in hindsight, probably maybe on a second or third viewing, that would be significantly more interesting. But my question to you is, if you're A, not a huge Jordan Peele fan, or B, just a casual moviegoer, does that really take you out of the movie? And does it sort of like slow the pacing right down? I think it confuses you. Yeah. but Not, I, in, not in a good way. But I'd say you're dumb. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't have like thanks, can mate. I, can I be honest though? Like, I don't have patience for people that like, like watch a movie and like don't understand something and therefore don't like it. It's like, put use your brain a bit. I, I no my like, my problem I mean? is like, it if is, it turns you off a bit, like get over it. Like it's no, not, not everything's supposed to be easily yeah, digested. Like, it's not that it's it's not that I don't like it. It's that yeah. it slows the movie down enough 
that I I honestly started to get a bit tired of those scenes. I, and I was like, I, was dude, like, I don't like care about this. There three of them, this. and they were fucking intense, dude. Actually, think back to when you were watching it. But you weren't like snoring. You were like, oh my god, there's a chimpanzee about to rip. I don't head think off. it added to this at the time. It added to the story, and and it being a payoff at the end. I don't think it was a good enough payoff. I won't take fault with that. So you're but, you're you're cool I, with the pacing. I'm okay with the overall. pacing. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. I think All it right. was might have been a bit slow to start, but the the two main characters are like really really uh charismatic. Um so it, I didn't mind it like sure. I, I liked like their and they're, they're, I like their dynamics. Yeah. I I didn't mind it all that much the the slow start, but I definitely think the the chimpanzee scenes. I don't know. We should really know what the two chimpanzee or three. was called. No, no. Let me let me go back. I think that part of the movie juxtaposes nicely in terms of the world building with the ranch and where Daniel Kaluuya's OJ character lives because it's confined. It's got the bright lights. It's the, it is a movie TV studio and it's got the audience there. Whereas he is just like, he has all this land and the shots of these huge wide vistas. And it almost felt a bit like a Sam Mendes movie, you know, like the guy Mm. who did Skyfall. At times, it was Skyfall. <laughs> at the Skyfall. I still haven't seen the new Bond movie. It's on. Really? It's on Warner Bros. I got to watch, watch it. it. Or on a binge. But it, it, it kind of had that vibe to it for me. Like it was too bright to be a, a Sam Mendes movie. Yeah. Maybe I'm. Um, maybe it's a bit tangential. But like, it had that vibe, and it was a nice contrast in terms of how this uh, dupe grew up as a child. Like this was his life as a child, and yeah. where he is now. And when you flip between the two, you're like. It's him obviously trying to process what happened as a child. It's really interesting. I thought the cinematography was great. It, it is. And that I think his I think his if it was just about like him, yeah. It was like super well executed. Mm. And like has a and it says a bunch of stuff about like I think the the satire that he's kind of that Jordan Peele's trying to do. Yeah. It just didn't connect really well to what the main characters were doing. It didn't, except until you find out that he was buying horses off them. Now that's a really no, I mean, like plot-wise, it was connected, but like yeah, yeah. thematically, it didn't. Like, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, and I yeah. think, and I think that's that's right. We do talk a lot on this podcast about movies or TV shows trying to tie everything up in a nice bow, and it's a bit unnecessary. Uh, and I think realistically, the whole point of his character was that he was trying to encroach on this way of life that he didn't really understand. He wanted to change, he gentrify it effectively to suit his own capitalistic ends. Uh, but I like, like you say, I think they were so disconnected, and like he was such a peripheral character, it, it was just disconnected, a bit disjointed. I, I thought about it, like if we're just gonna put a bow in it, I think that because uh, we're kind of delving into themes and stuff. Well, then, do you want to talk a little bit? We we, we talk, we're diving into world building, but yeah. I don't think you can talk about the world building without talking about uh, sort of the, the the music and the soundtrack to this because it's it's really interesting. Like it's it's very. I can't actually remember what was playing now. Well, it, it's very like it's like I say, it's your, your Jaws, it's your classic thriller horror. Yeah, it was like, yeah that tension music. stuff. But, but then you get these periods where he just chucks in like uh, "Walk On Back," oh, yeah, and yeah. I, I love that. I wish yeah. I could sing, but I I, I mm. really liked that aspect of the culture coming into it as well is because most of it if you remember was was the m character the sister emerald mm. who was bringing this slice of like like what we would call normal life into yeah. you know oj's like secluded quiet yeah and even some of it as well like same 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 with with angels is angel angel's character bringing like when he brings the truck around and he's installing all of the cameras around the house to try and capture which we'll talk about in just a second, try and capture an image of the entity of the entity. Alien. 
when he drives up, there's like this blaring music coming out of his his uh his, his car. And I, at one point, it's "Sunglasses at Night," which I love from yeah. Stranger Things, like a classic track. And it's it's I, I I like that building to the world. Like when if you see when it's just OJ and his dad at times, it is just pretty much silence, mm. like just the outback on its own. Did you like that? Yeah, it was cool. I didn't notice it that much, to be honest. I think it, I, sort of the encroaching of the outside world, all that stuff really resonated with me when I was watching it. It was fun. I'd agree that it's 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 a good it it it, it definitely makes the movie fun to watch the entire time, even when you've seen stuff. Yeah, even when it's like, well, even when you're like, pretty sure nothing bad's gonna happen. Yeah, you're kind of like, yeah. oh, what could happen? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like, cause just cause, and it's like anything with it. But I, what I do really like, and we've talked about it a bit already, is that like it it relies on that tension building using the um, accompaniment, but like it doesn't rely on the tropes. Oh, like, yeah. there's very few Big times time. where you're like, why is this character doing this? Big time. Like, stop doing that. Like they mostly make very logical decisions when pre- when so it goes to show you can make a thriller and horror movie without Absolutely. those tropes. Absolutely. And speaking of one thing, we really should preface before we do sort of get into full spoiler territory. The reason one of those tropes work, and I think this is a problem with every horror thriller, whatever movie, the they don't they aren't able to just text or call someone and say shit, this is happening, is because whenever this entity is around, oh, that's a good point. All of the electricity and all of the the reception it's like a, it's stuff. A, it's a just, walk. It's a floating EMP. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What it is. It's it's a MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. It 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 has that vibe, to it, but it's great, and yeah. I really like that. But then there's also the flip side of that that ca- capturing an image of this entity that they don't know what it is yet becomes like an obsession for them, uh, especially the sister M. Mm-hmm. She wants to get this. She wants to become rich and famous. Off she wants it. to be on. She, she wants to get the Oprah shot. The Oprah shot. I love that. Thing, yeah. It's so good. Uh, and I, I really liked that. That's that could out some of the tropes you can go with. Like they're not calling other people to bring other people to help because they want the shot. Yeah. They want to get well, it. Well, they don't want it to be, uh, they also like, I think there might be a, a subtle jab there on just like a statement about race. Like they don't want it to be appropriated. Sure. Taken. Yeah. Like it's the, like the, their shot. They have to, they, they lost their dad. Right. Yeah. To the, like they should get the benefit yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Could be thinking too much into it, but no, I think, I mean, it's, it, his films are so laid, man. Yeah. Um, so, Basically, the plot of the movie is this. They are they are in this situation, effectively with Angel, where they're trying to get a shot of whatever this entity is. There's mm. all these other factors trying to force their way in. Yeah. There's Jupe's character trying to, you know, maybe sneak his way in to get some, which we'll talk about in spoilers, try and get some level of control in the in the farm, the farm, the ranch as well. Yeah. And yeah, it's just really well. It builds really well to a very natural, good, I would say sort of like crescendo yeah no it does all right then we've talked a lot about this so far we're doing our very very best not to spoil it it's hard with this one it's hard all right tell me then uh tones and or themes my man um look i think that there's quite a few because like you just said any any field movie is is very very layered um i think that like there's definitely a man versus wild theme it's particularly in jupe's story yep um also with the director who they bring in we didn't mention him before yep uh anders holst he's called in the in the movie yeah like uh, predator and prey yeah um every shot of him not on the ranch is other than that when you meet him on the film set it's him watching predators fighting on old film yeah really really and you could even argue that like the hollywood chick that he's watching deal with 
OJ is like a predator in the Hollywood sense. Oh, yeah. It's like, just like compared to him, who's just like, he's prey in that setting. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? He's absolutely. like eyes down, you know? So like, uh, you could almost argue every scene he's in is that, was that way. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I, I kind of point to is like human vanity and mm. egotism, like, uh, and basically like, w- we don't really know our own, our own limits. Um, I think you could, you could point to, are we talking about Jupe's character? Yeah. Okay. And I think that uh, just like there's some kind of satire on spectacle, but I don't oh, yeah. quite think it's fully. I think that's the one one of the few things I'll, I'll criticize. I don't think it's fully baked. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they. I don't think he nailed it in all points because usually when you have like a central theme, like you want to have every character have some kind of re- whether it's a conflicting reflection, some kind of mm-hmm. reflection on that theme. Mm-hmm. I just think he really really nailed it with dupe or jupe dupe. Dupe. He, is kind of, he is kind of a dupe. He is a bit duped. Uh, I think he nailed it with Jupe. He nailed it with like the uh, the director. He kind of he he nailed it pretty well with the um, the guy you like, the little IT guy, Angel. Yeah, I, I think he kind of missed it with the main characters. They were kind of just doing their own thing. I don't know. That was that was my. But I think that was kind of yeah. I think that's kind of the point. Like that was you know, Daniel Kaluuya's character had been brought up in that environment. He was just he just wanted to be left alone. Not really. They like totally like work together. To, anyway, in the end, they did. Yeah, they're almost the whole time. They I think just that's were only successful it, at the end. Well, I feel like he, he ended up having to because he couldn't get rid of it on its own. It anyway. just kind of it just kind of felt like there was a statement about like a satire on our obsession with spectacle that yes. just only applied to certain characters. And being in over your head, that's yeah. one that I've got. Like, yeah, all of these characters, like they all should die in this. Realistically, like in I I, I say it it reverses a lot of the horror tro- th- thriller horror tropes. If it really wanted to do that, just everyone would have died in this. Yeah. Or you have like some reason why they're like, you know, their arc ends differently because they were equally obsessed with the spectacle. Absolutely. I just didn't, I didn't really get the point like that, like he was trying to make with their, with their. Well, they were just obsessed because they want, they wanted the the image. They wanted to get that shot, the Oprah shot as we say. I mean, everyone did. Well, yeah, but that's the point. They closed themselves off and were trying to do it on their own when. You know, other people could have been better prepared, could have had better ideas on how to do it. Anyway, I just had the dealing with unresolved issues is on top of what you said is the, mm. I mean, there's so many layers to this, but like so many unresolved issues in these movies, like every single one. Yeah, of but them. that's like part of the final. Huh? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love it. All right, then. So what we do now is we like to talk about our three best and three worst from the movie and what this means is we give you three non-spoiler bits that we think are reasons to see the movie and three non-spoiler bits that are reasons maybe not to watch the movie mm. dear what are your three best uh i liked rick ricky jupes uh ricky jupe parks like ricky jupe story i think it, like that was like he obviously came to the movie with like a, a plan for that character and saw it all mm. the way through mm. and i thought that like that was well done it's, um, it's interesting that that is kind of like you've said your exposition a couple of times in that he is great in this and that that storyline is really interesting but at the same time kind of doesn't fit still like the, it's well, kind, of, just like it's kind of missing awkward. part and i can't yeah. figure out what it is yeah and i think it's like how it how it ties back to what everyone else is like the theme of everyone else's arc but yeah okay uh, the fact that he just made a horror sci-fi western and it was like a really good movie oh yeah, yeah so like that's About just time. like pretty unique um, and then I just like the trope reversals. Like it, you don't need tropes to be scary. Like he, it, and even like only at one point he does say like he, he's about to 
get out of the car in a sketchy situation and he almost yeah. does and he yeah. literally goes, nope. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, nope. I love that. So love it's that. like, absolutely. Yeah, like that was a little bit of comedic humor, but there's other moments as well where you're like, don't do it. And he, he doesn't, it's still quite freaky. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's great because it's scary enough and he doesn't, he, he doesn't need to go into that situation. Yes. Why the fuck would you go into that situation? It's yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Every horror movie, you're an idiot. No, I really like that too. So I said... Uh, the sense of foreboding, like we say, it's like Jaws for like a modern age. Mm-hmm. I can't give it high praise in that. Like it just builds attention when you have no idea what's going on in this film. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, I mean, you find out pretty early on, but like when you don't, you do. Like, well, it telegraphs things a bit. Yeah, yeah in, in a good way. No, in a good way. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Um, the other ones, uh, I like the odd couple trope with some nuance. <laughs> like they were like, you get that odd couple trope. One falls over and is an idiot and one's the bright one. This there's more layers to it, like, you know, like M's the the outgoing, the the sort of extrovert. He's an introvert, but like, he's intelligent in his own way, just in a different way to how she is. Like, he knows all about the land. He gets the horse. I like that. They were actually like you had some land. layers. You like Western. Love the land. You like Western. I do you like Western. Don't realize it yet. No, you just don't give me the opportunity to ever talk about them. <laughs> uh, and I just said, I think that Ang- 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 hell. He added just the right amount of comedy relief. Like, he was great. Like I say, he peaked, and then it crossed over with how serious the movie was getting, and it made sense that it went that way. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I think, like, the worst for me is, like, and it's a bit much just call it the worst, but it feels like some of the core ideas were only partially baked. Yeah. Look, the internet's polarizing, so everything we do has to be polarized. It's the worst thing about the movie. Yes, it's absolutely the worst. (laughs) And the movie doesn't necessarily suffer for it, because it's a great movie. But you just get the feeling that it's like a little bit less than the sum of its parts could have been if that sure. if he nailed the landing on a yeah, couple different agreed. things, or like just developed them a bit more, right? Spent five more minutes on it. I don't look. I'm not an award winning director, <laughs> but I, you know, when no, I, will you ever be? When I look at like Get Out, like that's a there was a clear intention, and it feels like he was onto something. Yeah. And he like maybe a little bit more time with a few writers would have pulled something more mm. precise out of it. I don't know. That's my first one. Second one, I felt like like uh, I'm gonna disagree. Some bits were a bit telegraphed too early. Okay, like I I pretty much like instantly guessed some of the, and maybe you're supposed to, but I would have liked if there was like a couple other like almost red herrings that threw me off before I figured mm. out what they were looking for. Like what, like as soon as the stuff flew out of the sky. You, I was kind of like you were on it. Oh yeah, I knew what that meant. Yeah, like and it and it happens very early. Um, the other one would be just the main characters' arcs and character development didn't really tie to some of the themes, which is kind of a, a cop out because it's kind of what I mean. They're number one, I think. So you're repeating yourself. Yeah, good. Excellent. I ran out of I ran out of things. It's a good <laughs> I ran movie. out of things. Yeah, but that's good. If yeah. it's a good enough movie that you can't find three bad things, about yeah, it, that's I good. Ran out of things. Uh, mine, yeah, like similar. Like I just said, it's meandering at times. I imagine a general audience could get lost by this movie. Like it's a bit, it is very abstract. There are times when it, like it just goes on a tangent, especially with like um, my second. I think it's intense enough though that people. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And but my second one sort of adds into this, which is the chimp subplot. Like, (laughs) I get it, chimpy. Um, yeah. I felt only marginally added to the story. They're scary. Sorry, I keep cutting. Oh yeah, terrifying. Chimpanzees are terrifying. Yeah, especially when they're on a film set beating the shit out of someone. Uh, and the last one was just uh. Keith David. Now this is a joke. Like I, whenever, whenever he spoke, I just saw like the president for Rick and Morty. (laughs) 
Well, he didn't speak that much. <laughs> he did. No. He, they kept doing flashbacks to yeah, him, and I was yeah. like... That's another theme, to be fair, was like the, the black erasure, because every flashback was about how no one remembered that the, there was the first black horse rider. And yeah. That, like, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, you're right. All right. Better or worse than that, Command 2018. Our famous rating system. I mean, Do you want to explain it? We rate things. No thumbs up, no thumbs down. No five no. stars, no four stars. No rotten cucumbers and not a tomatoes. no po- well it is a no party app really isn't it it's binary yeah it is so it, it is, is a no binary party basically yeah. it's this movie it is uh is it better or worse than the average movie the most average movie we can find all which is Aquaman 2018. yeah you got it you did it what do you reckon it's better for sure i mean it's not a it's not a hot it's not difficult it's not a spicy this is a, it's a very long intro to say it's better yeah i mean Easily I'm, done. I'm fine with that i would give it three nopes out of three no, it's uh, it's it's way better than Aquaman twenty eighteen. Like yeah. it's, it's a different movie to, to be perfectly honest. And mm. like I don't think it needed the action from a big blockbuster. Like the tension was all there. It was only sixty million, right? Yeah, it was cheap. More lo- than his other movies, but not full Marvel blockbuster. No, definitely th- not Netflix. I think like a Jaws as well. Like yeah. it held you at arm's length from what this entity was long enough. I mean, it hinted at it, but it didn't fully explain it explain it didn't yeah. fully give you all the pieces of the puzzle till right at the end when you know jaws bursts out of the water and you need gonna need a bigger boat yep i think it was great all right spoilers spoilers man spoilers baby what are the things that we want to talk to where when we can without spoilers i think just the so it's like let's just start off it's an alien it of is. some kind but it's, it's but it's not a U. It's not a spaceship. No, it's it's like an animal. It is literally an organic creature. Yeah, it, it's it's, it's like a predator. Yeah, and so the point is, uh, so it it's nice that it harkens back to like one of the very first scenes where the the dad gets killed by a, a what was it you say a, a, a nickel. Yeah. The point is, it is literally eating organic matter people horses and there's things that it doesn't like and the things that it can't digest so it's non-organic keys wallets uh uh, nickels all that stuff gets like spit out spit out and that's how the father dies and it's really interesting that it gives you those like little little breadcrumbs at the beginning of the movie and you're like and so now that we can talk about it like it you don't really see it all that much until like halfway through, I'd say. No, maybe, maybe even, but you hear it though. You do. We haven't talked about this at all. You see you, glimpses of it flying, you, like into the very, sky. very, like quick little glimpses. You yeah. not well enough to know if it's even an animal yet, or a space, or well, a spaceship. Yeah. You, you you think it's a flying saucer. Effectively, it points you in the direction it's going to be a yeah, flying. It's a misdirection. Yeah. But there's a couple like people comment like it, it didn't move like a ship, like it moved like an animal. Yeah, you're right. Like it, there's a lot of like hints like that, and then like there's just these sounds it makes, mm. which are like at first like these weird horse sounds because it's like that's the most recent thing it ate, and yeah, it like mimics the things that it's just eating and it, like you hear them in this where do they go i don't know this vortex into another dimension this what i will say about the alien and they didn't go too hard hard into the sci-fi backstory stuff but it just it looks like something that would be able to just like travel through time time the way it's like made like you know how like whenever you hear about other dimensions like not time sorry dimensions dimensions um where like you think about patterns and like them folding upon folding them mm. like folding within themselves like the design kind of uh harkens to that like that like that interstellar room where oh, there's yeah. like all yeah, you know yeah, what i mean see that i yeah. see that i found it re- i found the whole organic matter thing very very 
just interesting overall that he went this route of everyone thinks flying like it's another another trope reversal everyone thinks flying saucers no, it was a red herring for sure things yeah. from other planets that you know zoom around and i mean it, it does like suck suck people up you know like beam me up scotty but it doesn't it does it to eat them not probe them or, I, I really like well, that. it's also like nothing's driving it like like yeah like we we create these images of aliens like it's they're like us like it could just be a freaking creature that's yeah, out there that's just exactly. survived to doing exactly. this and it's yeah. yeah and that's what everyone is effectively trying to get in this movie so everyone from uh, m and oj they're trying to get images of it to sell mm-hmm. uh dupe is trying to get it as part of his attraction he you don't know this but he's been buying the horses off oj feeding them to feed the the fucking uh alien shot an alien right yeah to feed the alien so he can he thinks he's taming it to have part of his attraction and there's a phenomenal scene where he effectively tries to bring the alien to his crowd he gets a crowd of people in to show them his new attraction and instead of you know going for the horse which he thinks it's what's eating it the horse is in a glass box Hmm. so it just goes and eats all the fucking people there it's incredible it's so interesting it is and then that's when you're like oh this is it shit's in the fan yeah big time kind of near the climax of the movie and that led into one of my actual favorite that led into one of my actual favorite scenes of the movie which was and I guess if you saw it out of context, it would be very confusing. But when the the monster is effectively call it a monster, it is the alien uh, is like the predator. Yeah, the it's called the predator. It's sort of like getting rid of everything it can't digest. But because it thinks that M's in the house, it's all this is all this blood and guts is all coming down onto the house, and all the the bits of shrapnel are pinging off, and the house just goes from white to red, and it's such an interesting image. Because it didn't like, didn't they imply that like it, they pissed it off by giving it like a fake horse before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so this was like its way of getting back at them. So interesting. Um, so good. Yeah, it, it really was. The imagery of that's just like real, and like she was like cowering in her own house. It was like some sort of natural disaster movie. No, that it, it was that was like a really cool sequence. Yeah, and like exactly. she's separate. They're separated from um, OJ at that point, and they can't communicate. Yeah and so like he's trying to get them out of there but he's also like and, and there's a whole element of like he this is where i'm like i wish they did more with it to tie it back to something sure where it's like he was in touch with nature yeah and understood it as a predator and could like like avoid its eyes because he'd like been trained with horses and that was yeah. like as far as they took it so there's that side of of uh oj and the horses yeah and then Ex- there, explain the crescendo of the, and then the, there's a, the crescendo of Jupe story childhood story is like you see the end of that monkey scene and he's like Jim. the monkey chimp scene and the chimp <laughs> notices him and walks over to him and you think you're like oh what's gonna happen gonna right? like is it gonna to go pieces. ripped into pieces yeah. and like you can't really tell if it's going to because it sees him and he's hiding under the table or if it's gonna just touch his hand because it sees him as like this innocent I, I, thing. I thought it couldn't see through the 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 plastic i thought it was like distracted by the plastic but he's also reaching out to it so yeah. it almost kind of like implied like yeah. there was a, there was a Connection. he was bringing him back yeah. but you just don't get to see it because well, be right before well, well the, the monkey so so a big part of that show is that the monkey does like a fist bump with the character oh i didn't even realize so that. the monkey starts to curl its the chimp starts to yeah. curl its hand to fist bump after brutally murdering Duke like after, four people yeah and, and the only way Duke can think to calm it down as a child is to fist bump back so he yeah. reaches out to fist bump back but as they're about to connect, like the first responders arrive and shoot the animal dead. Yeah. So Jupe has this 
weird inflated ego and he thinks he can tame these animals and he thinks he's got this you know power over them and that's why he thinks he can bring the this extraterrestrial being into his show, when in right? reality what he should have gathered from that is like you can't control nature yes like you yes, just saw exactly. four people get brutally murdered but one of them like the murdered killed yeah but but one of them is at the show at the end that's true. did you notice that that's really interesting so my, my point also there is like what are they trying to say with having one of his cast members there as well? And he gives an, like, they, they made a point of that. And I'm, mm. I was, I still haven't put my finger on what he was trying to say about having one of the cast members there that was like brutalized and disfigured, but survived. Yeah. Um, but point being, he Pre- thinks he Predator can, always finishes the job. I guess. Like, <laughs> he, he thinks he can control it. And, but there's also like a, a fascination yeah. maybe with it. And, like, sure. and it's exploring like what his fascination is with like, nature and this untamable thing that maybe goes to what you were talking about with him mm. trying to gentrify or yeah. it, like mm. he doesn't fully understand it but he's fascinated with it and that's humanity we whenever every time we do that we usually fuck it up i don't I, yeah absolutely there's something there but my point being is there seemed to be a connection that jordan peele was trying to make between like the intimate nature of like that last moment with the chimpanzee and like how jupe handled it with the, the big chimp alien was called gordy with gordy I just remembered good job with gordy versus like the intimate nature that like oj has with his horses and how he handles the thing yeah. but i just don't know what the message is he's no. trying to say well what like, we that's t- where i think it falls apart let's talk about the big final action yeah. scene then super quickly so the big final action scene evolves around so they've they've got the crew they've got the a team together right yeah, they've got oj they've they've got they've M. got the parade director that like they get yes, to help him like they do to help him film without <laughs> they've digital got, they've got holst yeah. they've obviously got angel they've set up all these cameras around some of which are not digital so they can yeah. try and capture an image tmz shows shows up almost fucks over their that's shot. my favorite bit of this yeah. whole movie yeah. and, and one thing that we didn't touch about and i wanted to was the fact that i think this movie goes out of its way to be as realistic as possible in certain scenes mm. like so for example that tmz guy rocks up and he's on an electric bike yeah. and he's going at 60 miles an hour trying to catch an image of this this creature and then his electricity goes out on his bike because it goes overhead he flies off and in any other movie he's walking that off he's gonna get up yeah he's down he is snapped his legs are going everywhere but like he's so dedicated he's like take a picture of me it's like it's kind of like uh what is that trying to say yeah no it's kind of like the whole what was that one with uh what was that one with what's his name uh jake gyllenhaal where he's like the nightcrawler it was very much like an ode to that like all right you know like that's that statement but anyway, what, but then, so the whole crescendo of this is that they're there, they're set up, they, they know it's a predator, they're not looking at it. They formulate this plan whereby M stays in the house and puts music on, I think, to try and attract it. Yeah, distract it or attract it. Yeah, exactly. OJ then goes out on one of the horses to try and get it to, to try and get it to like chase him mm-hmm. so that he can sort of gu- gum it up, I assume. Yeah, with, get with, a shot. Basically. Yeah. And then while he's doing that, the the guys, uh, Angel and, and the director on, on the side can get a good like non-digital image of it. But that kind of works. But at the same time, it fucks up because the director then runs out and decides to get eaten by the thing. Mm. Um, but this is when you start to see what it really looks like. So the, the alien then comes out of its circular shell. Yeah, because it's becomes like this, super aggravated. Yeah, it becomes like this weird like... Vagina looking thing. Yeah, it's very <laughs> vaginal. It's very vaginal. Very. <laughs> and it's like... It's a cool design though. Well, I find it interesting that I, he's yeah. flipped another trope, all that stuff. Like yeah. you look at alien, any of that stuff, it's all phallic, it's all phallic yeah. everything. 
Uh, and then it comes down to the M has to try and get the shot on her own. And she's got this TMZ reporter's bike and she's trying to, f she gets it away to where uh, Jupe's farm is, yeah. where there's an old camera in a well, part of the attraction, I assume. And she gets the picture. Yeah, she does. She gets like the through this arduous picture. process yeah. of like using his, like, like the camera from one of his rides yeah. to take the picture, which I think there's something he's saying there too that I haven't quite figured out. Like probably the correct way to do it is like not gentrifying everything, but I, I don't know. I can't really, it's super heady. This movie. The thing I find um, most interesting is surely if, cause, cause after this happens, right. A whole ton of reporters are all just there. They're yeah. ready to go. Surely if it was that far away, the, the creature, they would have been able to get a shot of it too. And thinking about it, hypothetically, so they kill it, right? So a balloon goes into it, it explodes, and, yeah. and it comes down. Surely they would just find the body. Well, I think that it kind of like simmered away. It was kind of uh, like a... Is that what happened? It looked like that. Anyway, I yeah, I, I liked the final like action scene. I'm putting mm -hmm. quotation marks around that. I thought it built really nicely. The fact the director was... He's not in hubris, got the better of him. Yeah. Completely fit that character. I thought that was well, great. I, I think that that's where like he, it killed it, right? It's like each person. So you look at jo Jupe, it's like, it's saying like the negative side of Hollywood where like you, you like, you're, the hubris is so much that you don't, you think you can control it. The Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Right. Then Oof. there's the, no but, no, but then there's like the over artsy well, people that it. sacrifice for their art so much for what? Like to, I get and it. they never live a life. And that's what like that other guy was like, he's like, I need to sacrifice to get this shot so much that I'm going to be the prey. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm literally going to kill myself to get the shot. Absolutely. And no one's going to ever see it. And like, that's a statement to that side of like avant-garde Hollywood. And then you've got maybe what he's trying to say is like the proper way to do it is to respect it. Okay. To respect the art, and that's what respect, what's his, yeah. that's what OJ does. He we did it. Yeah. We, we did we it. We figured it out. We figured out Jordan Peele at last. <laughs> it only took us an hour and a half. Um, yeah. Look, any uh, would you like some George false trivia? Because we can probably talk about this forever. Oh uh, yeah, I've, I've run out of things to say. Yeah, let's let's do a bit of false trivia. Okay, yeah. all right. I didn't spoil them this week. You'll be happy to oh, know. Wow. Okay. Who would have guessed? All right, here you go. True or false, DL? After the release of the film's first trailer at Super Bowl. LV1, I have, what, what number is that, 21? No? I'm so bad with Roman numerals. Definitely. F 51, 51. Yeah, we're much farther than 20. Yeah. Uh, after the release of the film's first trailer at the Super Bowl, uh, viewers began to theorize that the film may involve an alien invasion, believing the title acronym for the movie was not of planet Earth. <laughs> is that true or is that false? I think that's true. It is true. Yeah. Now, despite the, the plot of the film being kept under like top secret wraps, people got it. People just jumped straight onto it. And I, I don't think the not of this, I don't think it is, I, think I don't think just, that's an acronym. I think they just made that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But I still think that it was a pretty intelligent like thought process yeah. considering like well, it, the, could, it was right. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. All right. I don't know what they, how they guessed it though. Yeah. Like, no, Cause not. there was like no hints. That's the my trailer point. was like, it was just, like flashing images yeah. it was crazy well i guess there were like she got thrown up in it and you're like what did that you know what i mean like yeah. she gets thrown into the air that's true yeah oh yeah fair enough all right um, second true or false dl after gordy the chimpanzee that we've called a monkey this whole time <laughs> exits its rampage on set with uh young dupe yes he signs to the child did i do that so he uses sign language to the child no. 
It's false. He yeah. actually signed What Happened Family. So he's he was obviously in a mad rage and had no control of what he was doing. So what happened in that scene was uh, a balloon popped and yeah, sent and him he into triggers a spiral, him. triggered yeah. him, yeah. So I find that really interesting that he kind of snaps out of it and he's like, oh, God. Well, I'm just trying to, again, think, what does that imply about the rest? Like, well, why, like that's obviously intentional. Predator, yeah, predators maybe, yeah. you know, aren't quite responsible for everything they do. I no, they can't say that with Harvey Weinstein. He's... I don't know. That's intentional, though. God. You know. It is. It, that must have some meaning about like yeah. the whole predator angle, the observer's yeah, angle. Maybe it's just like the ho- maybe it's just like you know, you, Hollywood produces addicts and they affect those around them. I don't know. There's plenty of things you could do. You sure, could, you could theorize. Anyway, all right, here you go. Final true, yeah. true or false trivia. While Jordan Peele did not explain the significance of the deadly chimpanzee attack <laughs> witnessed by Chup as a child, according to analysis published by Variety. It is meant to show that you can't tame a predator and mankind will risk everything for spectacle. Is that true or is that false? I think it's definitely meant to say that some people will, for sure. That's 100% true. Well, that's what variety. This is essentially I agree saying with, what variety I agree with says. variety. Vari- that is exactly what variety <laughs> I said, agree yes. with variety. Uh, apparently, Jupe exploited the Gordy's Home Massacre for profit and similarly thought he could tame the creature to sh- you know, get profit for his own business. So I find that very interesting. And that kind of ties into a lot of the things we were talking about. I feel yeah, like we, yeah, did we, a good, nailed it. we nailed we it. We did a, such a good job, DL. We nailed Look, it. ultimately, I feel like this was a masterclass in tension building and suspense. While some of, some of the... Uh, um, longer scenes were a little bit too long for my liking <laughs> and the CGI did get a bit ropey at times. I thought the ending was ultimately well-deserved. Yeah, it was, it was really, I think it was a good movie and in the climax, you know, I find myself more often than not being bored during the climax of a lot of the movies I watch. Not the case in this one. I was intrigued. Do you, do you agree with that? I agree. No, most I, Marvel movies, the climax is the worst part. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Big time. We talked is, about it so which many is times. so bad. Yeah. It's nonsense. Yeah. All right. Do you want a little bit of correspondence? Yeah. Let's here? hear what they have to say. Now we've got a couple of bits this week and I'm excited because yeah. we did take a couple of weeks of not doing much and we had a few bits to come back to, which I really liked. And we got a couple of bits of really nice uh, feedback. Now, I, I mentioned that. one last week, and this is in a very similar vein, actually, with the same TV show, funnily enough. Friend of the show, Chris, he said, loves the content. Thank you, mm-hmm. Chris. He also said, uh, fantastic recommendation on the show, Boys. The Boys, sorry. He said, it's such an amazing show, but absolutely not family-friendly. Uh, I <laughs> no, think, no, I think we got that across pretty yeah, I well. Think, I think if you listen it. to the pod, you know. He just said, yeah. fucking diabolical, mate. Yeah, it's fucking diabolical. Have you watched it yet? Diabolical. Got in season three yet? I haven't, mate. That's a no? Diabolical. <laughs> no, it's I diabolical. Not. You haven't watched season three yet. Yeah, I haven't. It's, oh, it's so good. I, I'm just, it's there. I know. All right. All right. All I'm right, just right. kind of, I think I'm just going to finish Deadwood and then I'll watch it. Good idea. Probably yeah. for the best. Yeah. Give yourself something to, to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, plenty of things. All right. Friend of the show, Matt. Thank you again, friend of the show, Chris. And thank you, friend of the show, Matt, for getting in contact. He said he's seen Thor, Love and Thunder. Now, I'm not sure this isn't spoilers, so I'm not giving anything away. But he said he's got to admit uh, it wasn't his favorite Marvel film, even though he felt Christian Bale did an amazing job as the bad guy. What did we think? Now, we haven't done a podcast on Thor, Love and Thunder yet. We probably will when it comes out on streaming, right? 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 Yeah. Yeah. Probably. 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 Sure but thing. as you haven't seen it. Yes, I haven't. <laughs> uh, I pretty much agree with that. I, you know what? 
I'm going to wait and see what you think about Christian Bale's character. I'm going to say I didn't like it as much as everyone else does. I I haven't heard like glowing reviews from anyone. Mm. So mm. I think a lot of my my close friends that loved Phase One through Four, Three, Three <laughs> are just over it now. Like they're they're yeah. they want them to do more. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right then. On a similar note, friend of the show Joe said he watched both Moon Knight and Loki, and neither of them gripped him. Even Loki, really, he says his. Attention. He's a hard. He's a hard sell. Joe. He says his attention for Phase Four is slipping. I get it, but he's a hard sell. He, I mean, he must be. Like, thank you, friend of the show, Joe. But he also asked, "What did we think of Obi Wan?" And I say, "Go back and listen to the fucking episode. We did a full <laughs> episode on it, Joe. Go back and listen uh, to that. We en- we enjoyed we, we enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. It. He was alright. He was he was more content. <laughs> I dug it. It was good. All yeah. right." Thank you, everyone, for contacting us. And thank you all for listening. We, we really appreciate you listening. Yeah. Where can they find us, Dio? They can find us at thepodcastassemble at gmail.com and podcastassemble on Instagram. You can. You'll see many IMDb pick comparisons. You will this Some half-decent memes. Sometimes there's some shit. We're not always smart. Well, friend of the show, Lockie, does his best. Yeah, he's his best. <laughs> I agree with that. I do my best too. It doesn't always. You don't show do up. anything, so you can't say a word. You literally haven't done anything the whole time. Uh, no. The the other thing I would like to say is, you know, if you thought we nailed it today, give us a, a good review. Absolutely. You know, on, the, on the Apple Store, you can do it on Apple. You can do it on Spotify. Um, you can do it in app. It's that can. easy. Yeah. Sounds do you want to wrap good. Up the show. Uh, well, I think that's really all I got to say, folks. Uh, thank you for, for tuning in. Um, we do appreciate it. How about some grassroots efforts? Yeah, some grassroots efforts to... Pass the pod. That's what I meant with the five star. Pass the pod. No, tell a friend. Tell, tell your boss. Tell a friend. Yeah. Why don't you tell your boss? <laughs> tell your boss. Why not? <laughs> oh, Phil, if it's you're listening, I, if you got this far, well done. Well, well, well done. You're, that, you're, a, you're a good dude. You're a hero. Hour and a half in. To be honest, yeah. uh, a lot of my work colleagues do know about it, but mainly by osmosis, because I had to ask, because I, I work for a big tech company, and we have uh, we have platforms that help with things like podcasting, and I've asked a bunch of our technical guys how to use some of this stuff in the past. Yeah. So a lot of my knowledge is built from what they've told me, yeah. and they've sort of said to me like in, in the office and stuff, like, oh, hey, how's it going? And then someone else will have heard, and someone else will have heard. Yeah. I don't know, man. I hate talking about it. I'm not good at talking about the podcast. I'm, I'm okay talking about it. It's just, uh, you know, you gotta, when it's unexpected, you know, I, there's a lot when of your boss When your boss comes yeah, at you? Yeah, Why don't you leave us a review? Yeah, leave Bob? Us five. What's his name? <laughs> Bob. We'll go with Bob. Bob. <laughs> Trey's boss, Bob. Leave us a review. Yeah. Let us know what you really think. That'd be fantastic. Thank you. And until next time, we'll be back next week talking about something. Till next time. Tellio. Unison, we've never done that before. That was well done.